0: Let's do this. The Cult of Hockey podcast, by faithful Fateful for the Fateful. I'm David Staples of the Edmonton Journal, and I'm here today with Bruce McCurdy. Hey, Bruce. Hey, David. How are you doing tonight? Well, it's Oilers are above 500 tonight, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if you're above 500, they must be in a playoff spot, right? They must be. They must be. Let me just look at the standings here. So they uh, they gutted out a 3-2 victory over the Ottawa Senators, Bruce, and they've won all four of their games against the Senators, and they now sit tied with Winnipeg. Oh no, they're in third place, Bruce. Sixteen points for the Oilers, fifteen for the Jets, but the Jets have four. Seven games, games in hand. Boy, so. no. Seven hundred games in hand. Four games in hand. Calgary. Uh, so Calgary's got at eleven. Calgary's also got four games in hand, but they're five points behind. So. Maybe they play Ottawa though. A erotic of oh, games coming they up. Play,
1: they play each other tonight, Winnipeg and Calgary. So all we can desperately hope for Ooh. is that somebody no wins overtime. it in regulation. No Batman points. That's my motto for this entire season. No Batman points. I hate the loser points myself, <laughs> especially in the Canadian
0: division. Mm-hmm. So the Oilers are two points behind the Montreal Canadiens, and uh, they but Montreal has three games in hand. But they, nonetheless. Within striking distance of, of the Montreal Canadiens, so uh, some good news all around. Bruce, they've evened their goal differential on the year fifty-two for, fifty-two against. So the, the Oilers, uh, mainly by playing the Ottawa Senators four times out of the last five games. But listen, they did it. They won all four of those games, and that's some that was a tall order, tall order to beat any team. Um, that much in a row and they did it so that's you know they swept the series against the senators so that was really fantastic Bruce we're good it's our two good things two bad things Mm -hmm. and two numbers podcast we're going to go with two good things each because it was an Oilers win Um,
1: (laughs) okay we'll
0: dig deep I don't know I don't have to dig deep there was so much good in that there
1: was there was good things there's there's winning ugly which I'm in favor of and then there's winning but ugly which that was (laughs) <laughs> that really was uh, the last... After Matt Murray came in, it was like two different teams. Oh, that God, that... played. Like, Ottawa completely owned the, the the possession play and the zone play and everything else for the last 35 minutes or whatever it was after Oilers made it 3-1. And Mikko Koskinen stood very tall. Uh-huh. And uh, they had uh, uh, just a, a very very unusual game all the way around that I'm sure we're going to dig into as we uh, move ahead here
0: What's your first good thing, Bruce?
1: Yeah, well, let's start with one of those things, let's uh, let's call it scoring from unusual sources, and those sources being the three defensemen that all found twine for Edmonton tonight, Uh, mind you three, three defensemen noted for their offensive ability, but they actually all put the puck in the net tonight Darnell Nurse, Evan Bouchard, Tyson Berry, uh, all from distance, uh, all against a very, very shaky Marcus Hogberg. Thank you, C.J. Smith, for starting him tonight. Uh, uh, Isn't uh, it D.J. Smith? D.J. Smith, yes, you're right. And if uh, Matt Murray had started this game, Ottawa would have won it 2-0, is my take. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, it was um, uh, Hogberg, who doesn't seem to know where his net is, Behind him, man, he's been floating all over the place, even outside the posts and stuff, you know. Drysaddle got an ugly one on oh. him last week and, and tonight. Anyway, thank he's you, horrible. DJ Smith, for, uh, for, for that. Um, anyway, the three defensemen scored. And of the orders who got their who got the assists on the goal, we have Josh Archibald with his first of the season, Alex Chason with his first assist of the season, Devin Shore with his first assist of the season, and Jujar Carr with his second and third assists of the season. And nowhere to be seen anywhere on the score sheet are the names of Edmonton stars, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Kyler Yamamoto. In fact, each of their top, uh, of the top two lines went minus one and did nothing on the power play. And Oilers still won anyway, which is about as topsy-turvy as it can get for uh, fans of the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers yeah. just do not win games this way. So the bright side and the big bright spotlight side is somehow they found a game way to win a game which neither of their stars were really on their game.
0: I love the Evan Bouchard goal, Bruce. It's the kind mm-hmm. of goal that uh, Bouchard is going to score repeatedly in his mm-hmm. NHL career. Um, you know, that's, that's that shot that he finds a way to get through to the net. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Brent Burns... Kind of shot, and I, I call yep. I call this the uh, Evan Bouchard dividend. It's he 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 pays better dividends right now than a pipeline stock. He he's just gonna okay. he's Bye. gonna leak he, <laughs> those goals that they haunted the Oilers forever, playing other, against other teams. And I, I'm sure in previous years, the previous ten years, Bruce, the Oilers have been at least it's doubled. The other team has got at least twice as many of those kind of point shot goals than the Oilers have got for them in the last decade in fact edmonton's had a unique inability to ever score that kind of goal mm-hmm. and but we're the Oilers are going to score that kind of goal now jones caleb jones is good at that shot slater cuckoo is good at that shot and evan bouchard is i think going to prove himself to it's be a exceptional, master exceptional at, at that kind of shot so uh
1: paul like coffee used to get them in the Second part of his Oilers career, after he'd been around four or five years and he'd sort of filed away his big slap shot and started getting into these ones where he'd be moving across the blue line and he just flexes his wrists and he'd float one through everybody and the goalie would be like, what? And it's already in the net, right? And, just, and that's exactly what Bouchard did there. He held it, he moved the shooting angle, he let fly at a moment the goalie wasn't expecting it, into his screen, and it was in the net. And that's that's so a goal scorer's goal, David. I, I I see Evan Bouchard as a double digit goal scorer from the blue line, in sort of a standard year for him. Uh, I mean, and tonight against style of player
0: uh, he is. yeah. He was also solid defensively tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't make we didn't have him as making one major mistake on a great chance against. He wasn't to blame on that breakaway goal. That was on Slater Cuckoo, mm-hmm. and uh, possibly Leon Drysettle. But uh, no. That was a just a great game, solid game at least. Probably a seven, a good game from Bouchard and um, yeah. So uh, I'll I'll go to the good thing. So I, Mikko Koskinen was people were prepared to run him out of town on a rail. What does that mean? Run him out of town on a rail? Uh, but, but do you know what it means?
1: I'm not sure if it means on a train or under a train. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, that's the way people were uh, carrying on. And uh, to his credit, Dave Tippett defended the goalie, you know, saying he's been in a hard place and has played okay, played well, I think. Even, and and he hasn't been terrible, Bruce. He just hasn't come up with enough big saves at key moments. And again, um, I was getting that feeling a little bit tonight. You know, the first Grade A shot goes in. It's a tough shot. It's a tip shot s- shot in the slot, and I'm thinking, oh no, like it. The, you got to make. You got to stop some of these grade A shots because he's been consistently outplayed by the other team's goalie yeah. all year. But tonight, Miko Koskinen outplayed, obviously outplayed uh, the Ottawa starter, and and um, he, I think he kind of stole the game for the Oilers. I think it's fair to say there were some good performances by other players, but the Oilers uh, were outchanced thirteen to nine for grade A chances by Ottawa. That's and there's cool, two. Eh? Two particular sequences I want to focus on. There's the 10 minutes of terror late in the second period when Yesapulia Yarvi uh, got sucked over to the wrong point and allowed, so his man walked right into the slot. It was Shabbat, mm-hmm. fired it on net. And then there was, I think it was uh, Derek Stepan who jumped on the rebound and pounded in, like just like goal, a shot that should have been a goal. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm not sure exactly what happened on the third one. It might have been Lagus putting it, trying to put it back uh, into Koskinen's glove or pads. But a stick, a, a stick enters the screen and pushes the puck almost over the goal line, and Koskinen keeps it out. And it could be an Ottawa stick or it could be an Edmonton stick. The, re, the replay, to me, is indeterminate. But that was with, within ten seconds, really within five seconds. That was three. F- five five alarm chances or one grade A chance or two five alarm chances. And Koskinen held his ground. The The other period I want to focus on is the last two minutes of the game where there was a couple grade A chances as well. Uh, Tyson Berry coughs it up, trying to loft. I'm thinking, hey, that's a good play. Loft the puck out. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it good goes to, I think it was execute. ball. Yeah, and a, a, slot, a dangerous slot shot. And then there was another one in tight uh, shortly thereafter, and then there was, the, but there was other shots as well in that sequence, kind of outside shots where he gave up no rebound, where he sucked in the puck. Koskinen was very sharp, very, very freaking sharp, Bruce, in those final two minutes, and it was so good to see that because oh, that's the goalie that we saw last year, and maybe there's some magic with Mike Smith back in the lineup where he, he's going to be prodded and uh, and cajoled and or encouraged whatever Mike Smith does perhaps to 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 play his whole game but way to go Miko Koskinen, that was a great game
1: He responded to Mike Smith playing a good game by playing a good game of his own and maybe that's the kind of competition that he needs you know and, and yeah. being the guy that's expected to carry the whole load like he he's had uh, a couple of opportunities like that in the past and that, you know has has not done real well over the long term at least I mean remember the year they traded Cam Talbot he started 24 out of 25 and uh, that was uh, that gradually uh, uh, got to be not good Uh, anyway he did especially second game in a row when he gives up a goal in the opening minute for the second game in a row on the first shot on net and you're going here we go Cam Talbot 2017-18. Uh, really.
0: Remember Cam Talbot's yeah. run of first.
1: Yeah, letting he had in. like 13 oh, or God. something on the year. Anyway, it was uh, from then to the end of the game. He had 41 more shots and only uh, Jenny the Donov yeah. on a clear cut breakaway. Uh, clear cut breakaway uh, <laughs> with a two goal lead. How does that happen? Anyway, was that, just uh, that was the only yeah. one that got that got he got a big piece of that one but uh, he came up with some big stops and his rebound control i thought wasn't great early in the game but late in the game it was outstanding yeah and there was one where the guy had a clean shot kind of right into his into his body you know between it just above his knees and there was two sends parked on the doorstep with Neri and Euler in between them and uh somehow uh Koskinen was able to squeeze those knees together and hold that puck. That there was no rebound. Because he lost the rebound to either side. It was going in the net, and so that was a, that was a huge. And it wasn't like you know he caught it with his glove or anything. Like he had to smother that that hard wrist shot with all kinds of traffic and uh, around him. So that that was a. I'm sure we call it a grade A chance by our strict definition, but, boy, that was a big save all the same.
0: Yeah, at the end of the game, any shot that's grade B, any shot on net starts to get very scary and and mm-hmm. uh, can go in, as we Oiler fans know, having seen Edmonton play the Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks in the playoffs. Um, Bruce, what's your next good thing?
1: Well, I'm going to specifically, of, of the unlikely scorers, I uh, have to single out Jujar Kara. Uh, an order that's had uh, 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 what somebody said the other day, more lives than 19 cats. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I can t- understand why the team likes him and wants to keep giving him chances. Let's let's say let's start there, and why they like him and want to keep giving him chances is because he is capable of playing games like he did tonight, which was a, a very strong two-way game uh, assists. Uh, I think, yeah, he made a a nice assist on the first goal. It was a terrible goal to give up by the goalie. But, boy, it's three beauty passes that led to that first goal. A breakout pass by Barry to Kara, uh, A real sharp sort of 20-footer right on the stick, so he was able to bolt out of his own zone. And then Kara made this long cross-ice backhand feed that found uh, Ennis steaming over the, the offensive blue line. And then Ennis made a smart drop pass back to Nurse for the one timer. And I mean, the shot should have been stopped, but the the play that led to it was, you know, real good. Sort of 200 foot movement of the puck with Kara in the middle of it. And then the second point was just a simple faceoff win uh, that resulted in the Bouchard goal. But I liked a lot of his plays. I liked his, his penalty killing uh, when the Oilers got the one penalty of the night, but it was a four minute penalty and one of their main penalty killers Josh Archibald was the guy who took it so that was a tough sequence for the Oil and they they really got through the first three minutes unscathed and then the last minute was sort of hanging on by the fingernails to get through the PK but uh, Kerr's part in that was excellent and then uh, just I liked his game in transition, I liked his physical game, I liked uh, I liked a whole lot about Jujar Kara's game tonight and uh, and the only thing I didn't like was, you know, he did have a couple of great chances, but he missed the net on both of them. Little, yeah. A little sharper shooting on those. He probably would have had a goal to go with those two albums.
0: I don't think we, think we can. Yeah, fair enough. We, he's never going to be a sniper. But he looked like in his, in his early days coming out of the AHL and as a young NHLer, he looked like he could be a very solid kind of third line two way mm-hmm. player. Like that would be his ceiling. Mm-hmm. And uh he's been plagued with inconsistency, especially defensive lapses, especially puck handling errors in the defensive zone. Uh in his young career, still young career. He's in mid-career now, I guess. And um, but he just seems to be settling down and and going for it, playing smarter defensive hockey and good good for Jujar Kara. Bruce, uh three so three good games in a row for Kara and four for my second good thing, which is Yesapulio Yarvi, Um he did make the mistake that I noted earlier on uh, that that's ten seconds of terror sequence. Mm-hmm. But he 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 played just another, uh, so four good games in a row for for Yessa. He's flying out there. He's skating hard. He's hitting people. He's using his body, and that's kind of ter- a little bit terrifying for the opposition oh, yeah. when a big guy like that thumps you. Like he he can really uh, make an impression on other players when he gets going that way. He also had two fantastic offensive sequences. On one play, he passed the puck cross seam in the offensive zone to Darnell Nurse for what was Let's a five-alarm chance, and should have probably could have been a goal very easily. And uh, in the third period, McDavid uh, centered the puck, and Puljuhari got of got an in tight jam shot on net. So so uh, he could have, and there was a couple other chances where he came close on one timers. I don't think they hit the net those shots or. Uh, they got blocked, but I just think he's playing very well.
1: Yeah, making good good plays with the puck too. Just you know, in in the neutral zone or you know along the walls or whatever, making making uh, good smart passes and and positive plays with the puck. There was another play he made uh, where the. Uh, where he looped back into his own zone and you're going oh no no, don't do the messier and, and because they had full possession in the, in the <laughs> neutral zone and he took it all the way back behind his own net but he actually had full control of it and and, and took some time off the clock and came cruising out the other side and, and you know just helped while away and this was fairly late late in the going you know so it was uh, it was uh, just the, just showing some composure. And I, I see that coming on to his game increasingly, and that is absolutely gigantic, for really, for any young player, but especially for one with the high-end skill that this guy's got. Yeah, it's kind of what
0: Kara needs, I think. Is it's composure, confidence. Mm-hmm. Those those are the words, and and um, and it it right almost, it's almost it's it's like an attitude of I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to play my best. And uh, they're both doing it. Bruce, it's time to move on to our bad things. Mm-hmm. We should almost have music to play when so we don't move on to the bad things, but we're not that technically astute. At least uh, I'm not. I, I'm kind of the producer of this, and I don't know how to do that kind of thing. So, uh, but what's your bad thing?
1: I'm going to save your Little favorite bit. bad thing for you, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to pick on one play that sort of marginally involves your bad thing. I think, and, okay. and that is the the breakaway goal that uh, Ottawa got in the first basically shift of the third period. 3-1 lead. You're coming out to, you know, let's sort of take charge of this thing and just, you know, what they did last night with a one-goal lead. They had a two-goal lead. You know, just own the puck, get it deep, don't make any mistakes. Well, they got it deep, and then nobody covered anybody. And Matt Murray made a good pass. I'm sure he got an assist on the play, and indeed he did, to Mike Riley. And Riley made a, a excellent, perfect uh, stretch pass to D- D- Dadanoff at the far blue line, but there was nobody anywhere defensively. Like drysettle was out of the out of the sort of line of the pass where you think he might be. Uh, the defenseman Slater Kukuk is up at center. I mean, it's one of those things where you could it might show up on that Twitter account. You had one job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> Not let anybody yeah. get behind you, let alone yeah, a, on a, a sniper. By and it was perfect timing by Ottawa, and I'll give Ottawa a ton of credit. I thought they played their hearts out in this game. They really brought down three to one, and you think, oh man, we're dead, and they just brought it, and they brought it, and they brought it, and they they were thumping Everton. Uh, this is neither a good nor a bad thing, but. Apparently, Edmonton out-hit Ottawa 28-27, to 27, but if you count the hard hits, I bet you it was like 10-2 to 2 for Ottawa. They were really nailing Oilers, and, and it had an effect. And I think Edmonton was getting, ai won't say shy around the puck, but they were losing puck battles, and Ottawa was winning them.
0: It's funny, because you so. and I had been uh, singing, uh, we, we during the game, Bruce and I go back and forth on the scoring chances, and we discuss them and grade them and try to get them right by the end of the game, and we were both commenting that Cuckoo had been playing very well about halfway through the second period, both remarking on it. And I mentioned that I thought he was out playing Caleb Jones, who I uh, like as a player. I think that's a fair comment. But <laughs> we, we got- may see Caleb Jones in the lineup, Bruce. That was a pretty ghastly mistake. No, Maybe it's just like a, it was like a beer league hockey mistake. It's the kind of mistake I make when I'm playing defensive beer league hockey. It's like, oh, well, he got behind me.
1: Uh, <laughs> Especially no, but, on the uh, penalty kill, Kukuk, that's where Kukuk is in the lineup and Jones is not, because Jones had a couple of fails on yeah. the penalty kill. And Kukuk yeah. uh, was in the lineup, uh, Tippett more or less specifically said that uh, it was uh, he needed a guy on the penalty kill, and thus Kukuk drew in when Russell went out and uh, Jones did not. But during that four-minute penalty kill, Kukuk had one shift where he was doing everything. He blocked a shot, he tipped another one he, out, out of uh, harm's way, he made a Good play to clear the zone when they've been under quite a bit of pressure, you know, and and, uh, uh, got the job done. But he sure had a fail on that. He's not going to get a failing grade from me, but he's going to get a minus one for that play. For sure. I think his six will turn into a five because of that that one play.
0: I might take a seven and turn it into a five. Mm -hmm. That might be a minus two kind of play, honestly, given the... the, uh,
1: the, the magnitude. Yes, are.
0: that's right. <laughs> yeah, the magnitude of just the uh, not that. just the mistake, but also the timing of it. It's got it's like a ten on both
1: you can't do that, level yeah. of
0: mistake and timing of mistake. He maxed it out. He got ninety nine out of a hundred. Uh, well, probably that's not true because in the last minute of a game, mistakes are even worse. All right, um, Bruce. My bad thing is Leon Drysaddle's defensive play,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. Um, you know, he's being hailed right now as this two way ace.
1: Yep. And
0: honestly, Bruce, I don't see it. I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing Connor McDavid actually playing better defensive hockey than Leon Dreisettle right now. And in this game, including that play where he didn't cut off the, the cross scene pass up the middle of the ice, which is kind of the, 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 the guy the high man's job in, in that situation, um, he made five major mistakes on grade A chances against this game, which is a which is a kind of a massive number for any player on the team. Mm-hmm. A center is going to make maybe one a game, maybe two, but if he's making five, he's not having a very good game defensively. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing from saddle this year, I've remarked on it before, is freelancing, wandering on defense, kind of trying to read the play, outsmart the play, cheat for offense, get a stick on the pass. Uh, get a stick on the pass, kind of Play zone defense rather than cover, rather than get down low and help out those defensemen down low and cover the defensive slot. And McDavid is doing that diligently. I find I think he's playing his best two-way hockey. Uh, Gaetan Haas does that super extra diligently, but Dreisaitl is he's he does his own little bit of his own thing out there on defense. And tonight it it really uh, almost cost his team. And I'm going to look at one play in particular, the la- last minute of the game. Where they, they lose the puck on the boards, McDavid's battling on the boards, Nurse is battling on the boards, and they Ottawa comes Larson, up with it. Yeah. Larson's in front of the net. And All there's right. two, two Ottawa Senators attacking the net, and the only two players there are Larson and Dreisidel. But Dreisaitl's too high in the defensive zone. Mm-hmm. He's, just, he's not down between his man and the net, and they get a grade-A chance because of him. As much as anything, you could, Larson also to blame, Nurse also to blame. They lost battles. But really, Drysoddle was just out of the picture. He missed an assignment in the last minute of the game. I, th- I think it was a huge mental error, but it's typical of the kind of mental errors that he's making. Over the year, over the year so far, in 15 games, Bruce, at even strength, uh, McDavid has made 18 major mistakes on grade A chances against. Um, Kyle Turris has made 16 in about half the minutes. So I think like he's in a different category. McDavid 18. But Dreissel's made 23. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been punished with a lot of goals against yet. I, I think it's he's had some good puck luck. And that's, that explains uh, somewhat his high plus minus. But he is going to get caught on this if he doesn't start to bear down and stop freelancing, stop wandering, and just do what he's supposed to do. Cover cover off the defensive slot diligently, and um, that's
1: my take. Yeah, well, on that play, he got the good goaltending for sure. But uh, Miko Koskinen so had that play covered. There was no chance that puck was going in the net because Koskinen played it perfectly, and he had his pad hard against the post, and there was simply nowhere for the puck to go. Exactly. But it was a close, close-in hammered shot. But you know, it, so yeah. we would call it a grade A chance, but. Really, I mean, it's a great eight chance for the goal. He kind of made the save in advance because he was so well positioned. That yeah. Kachuk had nowhere to put it but right into his pad. But still, it was a couple of nervous moments there in the last 35 minutes of the game, but especially the last down the stretch. Um, What well, are we doing? So you... Up to my number, I think. Hey. I got a beauty tonight. Uh, this is Dominic Cahoon's Corsi shot attempts at even strength when he's on the ice, which was 13 minutes and 46 seconds. For the Oilers, zero. For the Senators, 19. And when you convert that to actual shots on goal, we have a slightly less dramatic Oilers, zero, go figure, Senators, 11. The Oilers could have shot 11, nothing with Dominic Cahoon on the ice tonight. And it wasn't much better for any of his line mates. Uh, uh, Kyler Yamamoto was two shots for twelve against. Leon Dreisaitl was three shots for thirteen against, and Cahoon was zero and eleven. So of course the zero is going to catch my eye every time. So he gets the number, but really the whole line had just a terrible time of it tonight.
0: Yeah. I uh, wonder if they might move Tyler Ennis up to that line. Move maybe one of the Cahoon might come off for a game or so. We'll see what happens there. I'll uh, say this
1: about Leon Dreisadloh tonight. And I saw this last night. Nobody said anything about it on the broadcast, or they briefly did on the broadcast. He got smashed in the mouth with a stick. I uh, 30 seconds to go in the game last night. And the... Go, the Net was empty and the puck came to him and he, he made a play but he was on his way to the bench and at the end of the game they briefly scanned the Oilers bench and Drysdale was hunched over with his helmet right on the boards, holding his face, and I, I was worried at the time that you know who knows like I didn't you couldn't really see how how he got hit but he clearly did and he was clearly in trouble and then tonight there was a little thing between. The beginning of the second period and they focused on leon on the bench for about 10 or 15 seconds and he was adjusting his mouth guard and he was trying to make his mouth guard fit and i had an idea that he got he just got smashed in the mouth and he just wasn't feeling good like that and he didn't play good like that was not his game like last night he was the best player on the ice tonight he was close to the worst and i'm just wondering if there's just some kind of a a physical thing there. I mean, we can ask our colleague Kurt Levins how it feels to have it getting smashed in the mouth after undergoing dental surgery yesterday. And I, I, I that, that thing on the bench, and I was watching for it because I'd seen the original incident last night. And they just had this one sort of extended thing, and he was just, and he was, he didn't look happy, and it was looking like he couldn't make his mouth guard fit. So I think he probably got a, a little bit of a cave in in the dental area or something, something. Something a miss that didn't force him To miss the game Or anything else But it didn't uh, uh, Whatever it was He was way off His game Poor guy That's uh oh. That can't be That's not fun uh, Bruce My
0: number Of course I could use this As a segue To, to complain about The Oilers line Combinations again But I, I, I'm going to do it In a different way
1: Okay I
0: I think uh, Nugent Hopkins Is kind of miscast This year as a sniper mm-hmm. And Um so, my number is one. And McDavid and Nugent Hopkins have played together 15 games now at even strength here. How many times has Connor McDavid set up Ryan Nugent Hopkins for a goal at even strength this year? Once. Once. Wow. And that's 15 games. And McDavid's in the category of the you could be a fire hydrant and you would score goals with Connor mm-hmm. McDavid. Ryan Eugene Hopkins is a great offensive hockey player, or at least a good one. He's certainly a very good one, yeah. He's just got one goal. So, what's going on? That's the mystery. Well, Bruce, he has 18 grade A chances uh, at even strength, um, grade A shots, I should say. That's a lot of shots. That's his, That's the same rate or a higher rate than Leon Draisaitl had last year. That is a lot of Grade A shots at even strength. He has scored one other goal at even strength, set up by Kaito Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. So he's got the two goals, but um, he's not able to convert. And so the question is: Is this just? Ba- this could be. He's getting the chances. He's getting the looks. He's getting great looks. He had another one tonight, breakaway shot essentially, mm-hmm. um, and he missed. He or the the goalie made the save. And um, so the question is, why isn't it? is not Is it just bad puck luck? So that's, what do you think? Is it just bad puck? Are the goals going to start coming? Because he is getting the great shots on net. Generally, he misses the net quite a bit too. But what's your take?
1: Well, yes, it's a little, he's going to start getting more goals than he has been getting. I mean, one out of 18, that isn't yep. going to continue. Uh, what I'm seeing is a slight hesitation from when he receives the pass to when he releases the shot. And it's pucks on his st- stick, he controls it, he looks, he shoots, and there, there's no real sort of one time just fire right away before the goalie can get across there. And that, that you see from the great finishers that shoot Price before island. the goalie's ready. And Nuge always has that little delay in between taking, not all, not quite always, but almost always has that delay between time he takes the pass, and by the time he releases the shot, and these are NHL goalies, and most of them are pretty good, you know, give or take uh, our man Hogberg here, uh, Marcus Hogberg, they call him now. Hogberg. Anyway, yeah, yeah. (laughs) there you go. (laughs) He played a pig of a game tonight. Anyway, he he, uh, uh, knew his chances, unfortunately, came against Matt Murray, and he got two of them, and the first one he, McDavid stole the puck and they came in two on one and he set up Nuge perfectly as you would expect and Nuge had that thing and got away, you know, pretty good accurate shot but by the time it was off his stick uh, Murray was in position to make the stop and the second one that I remember was just a couple minutes after that and it was another really good setup in the slot and we didn't record it because it wasn't a shot on goal and it wasn't a shot on goal because this time the defenseman had time to adjust and get a stick in the lane and tip it into the netting So it was no chance at all in the end, but it was a chance where a real quick, er, you know, early release uh, would have been not just a shot on goal, but very possibly a shot in the goal. And I'm not sure that's something that, I mean, he's a 10-year player now. I'm not sure it's something that's ever going to come in his game. We used to have the same issue with Jordan Everly, or even more so, where Everly would take a pass and then he would... Dust it off, as Ryan Rashog like to say. You know, he does a little stick handle and then shoot. And Nuge will just take it and hold it and then shoot. So he doesn't do any sort of extra dangling, but it just is that split second delay, and that split second in this league is everything. It's a uh,
0: it's a very difficult and rare skill because we don't mm-hmm. see many players who have that skill. On the Oilers, Drysital is a is a one time you know one timer guy. Pull Yardy looks to me like he has the potential to fire that quickly. Um, he doesn't have the accuracy yet of right. dry A uh, James Neal is a one-time shooter. He's mm-hmm. really quick to shoot the puck, but he's kind of he's he's a bit past that he doesn't, you know, have the the speed to keep up with McDavid. Kyler kind of Yamamoto, we've seen him uh, get off some of those shots. He seems mm-hmm. to be working on that developing that skill. Uh Chase on can do that now and then, but he's a little slow as well. So there's no Natural Cahoon isn't a one timer guy. He's you know he's not going to move up to the top line, and do what Nuge isn't doing. So there's is there anyone on the left wing? I mean, you could try James Neal, I guess, um, in that role, but that's a bit of a stretch. So Nuge Nuge it is. He's getting the chances, and you know, so 18 Grade A shots. He should probably have four or five goals, um, right now instead of two with mcdavid setting you up and the fact that a lot of those are kind of uh let's say you know they are the five alarm chances he should probably have at least five probably five or six goals right now but he's just not finding a way to score we'll see if that changes all righty bruce
1: uh, last year he was he was uh slow in the first half and then he absolutely caught fire in the second half and maybe we'll see him getting hotter as the year goes along just as such sights a little bit and Start uh, start beating his yeah. goalies again. And once, once in a while, he does get a good shot for a goal, but those have been on the power play.
0: In the so, first half, he was a center um, away from McDavid and Dreisaitl. So, you know, he struggled. He's, 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 he struggles in that role. But he I had thought.
1: his chances, and he wasn't scoring. He
0: had some chances. He He started to score when he got on the dynamite line. And I think that would get him scoring again. The late lamented Dynamite nine. 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 Yeah, no one ever brings that up. I never hear about <laughs> it. All right, uh, Bruce, uh, I just want to say it was we got some really sad news from about TSN radio today uh, across Canada. And f- for people like us who actually, uh, this is part of the work that we do, it's kind of uh, a sh- little bit uh, chilling to see that happen. I just want to, my heart goes out to those, uh, uh, all of those editors producers on air people at those radio stations that is a really tough thing and it's a loss for those communities for sports fans in those communities and I, I'm glad that uh, TSN 1260 here in Edmonton was saved uh from the axe so yeah
1: that's a great no work kidding.
0: done over there and um f- you know including from uh uh Alan Mitchell who's a who's a real close friend of yours and yes. uh uh, just a f- fantastic hockey writer
1: and broadcaster. So, um, uh, kind of a sad moment. Yeah, I listen to TSN almost every day for uh, my ho- during hockey season, especially when when working. You know, like it's an invaluable uh, font of information. Uh, and you mm-hmm. know, th- they got good good uh, posts from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Unfortunately, you know, they they had an evening show, but Corey Graham. Uh, uh, local broadcaster got laid off today, and my heart goes oh, out to Corey geez. and his family. He's had a tough time of it this last while, and with the All King season being uh, uh, on the ropes, they uh, they took that decision, and that uh, 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 that one really stunned. I hadn't heard that. Yeah.
0: righty, Bruce. Uh, well, on that note, we uh, have a. Uh, there's a big game coming up. Is it Thursday in Montreal? Is that the yeah. next one? So a huge, huge, huge test for the mm-hmm. Edmonton Oilers. How are they going to match up against a team that absolutely, that pretty much dominated them? At least in the one game, totally dominated, dominated them. I think in both games, really, the scoring chances were close in one game, but uh, it's going to be a big test because that big, tough, rugged, and skilled Montreal defense. Mm-hmm. Wow!
1: Wow! Yeah, I've got one skill testing question for you. Who's going to start net for the Oilers on Thursday? Bruce, I would bet, I'm not a betting man, Mm
0: -hmm. I'm not a betting man, I only bet on sure things. Mm -hmm. I would probably be prepared to take a bet, it would be Mike Smith, I don't have very much doubt about that at all. Yeah, Dave Tippett likes Mike Smith uh, Mm -hmm. a lot, and Mike Smith just played fantastic hockey, and the Oilers looked fantastic. In that game.
1: Yeah, they sure played a lot better last night than they did tonight, which is an ongoing observation. I sort of want to keep a running track this year after, you know, looking at the stats at the end of last year and going, holy crap, the Oilers did better with uh, Mike Smith in that than they did with Koskinen. Goaltending aside, like the goaltending itself, Koskinen was the better stopper. We should but see the Oilers how- seem to be the better team with Smith. So I, I'm thinking they'll go Smith on Thursday, and that way Koskinen will get a few days where he can concentrate on on his uh, technique. I mean, he didn't get much time. Ice, time with the goalie coach uh, Dustin Schwartz, and, and uh, uh, he's got to work on on stopping those those holes, filling those holes. And a, a little bit of time to just work on his technical game is uh, what the doctor ordered for Miko. Like that, that's uh, uh, it's by no means a bad thing for him. That if there's this, another goalie that's uh, going to crowd the crease for a competition.
0: Yeah, Mike Smith, I just, his passing was like a revelation all of a sudden to see him. Because when it's going well, when his passing is going well, it's mm-hmm. really going well. And it really works for your team. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes he makes that, you know, I think Brian Burke said it's like five times a year. And I think that's about right where he makes the goal causing error. I don't even know if it was that many last year. But there he does make that mistake now and then. But it sure makes a difference when, when it's going. Um, just helping out the defense, moving the puck upsetting the flow of the other team and they're you know where are they going to go what what can they do it makes the winners a lot less predictable in terms of advancing the puck out of their zone mm-hmm. um, because smith is just so clever with it and uh, it just it just really hit me hard especially then seeing Coskin again this game where where that wasn't there and you're just wondering okay it just seems all a little less uncertain and a little harder for everybody um, when the defense don't have to do all the work advancing the puck or most of it because Koskinen does play the puck as well and he was getting better last year as he watched Smith but that kind of went out the window I think earlier this year hadn't seen it I haven't seen it as much so uh yeah I think there's something there Bruce and it is worth watching and we could even track grade A chances in the games Smith plays as compared to the games Koskinen plays and see if there's
1: a a difference All
0: right you got the game grades let's leave it there You're for good.
1: now All right thanks, thanks for, for talking Yeah, thanks for listening everyone
0: Thank you, Bruce. And in the meantime, and in between times, this has been another edition of the Cult of Hockey podcast.